Good morning, and welcome to episode 266 of The Morning Light Show. On today's episode, we have musical guest Jeremy Reisig, aka Brother James, sharing with us through a musical extravaganza, I'll call it, the three steps of deliberate creation. And by the end of the episode today, not only are you going to be well entertained by his tunes and by the depth of conversation that we have, you're going to have some clarity around what you need to choose in your life to be a more deliberate, intentional creator. And during these times in history, there truly is no more powerful thing than for you to know your own power and to take full responsibility for that. On today's show, you're going to love what you have to hear from Jer, and I just feel so blessed to have him as a friend and a fellow exchange guide and someone that I deeply admire and respect, and I can't believe it's taken me this long to actually get him on the show. Enjoy and take away some beautiful ways that you can continue to expand your energy and shine your light in the world. Welcome to the Morning Light Show. I'm your host, Adair Cates. This show will offer you insights and inspiration to free your spirit, open your heart, and start your day off light and bright. Morning Light Show listeners, you're in for the treat of your life on today's show. This one is going to be way different than anything that I've ever done before in the best way possible, because today I have the one, the only Brother James on with me, and the best way to describe him is he does a lot of the same work that I do in terms of facilitation and leading groups. But he has this rare ability to facilitate and bring in generative music to give people the ability to engage with each other and empower one another to be at their very best. And this combination is like no other and brings a level of value to companies and communities and organizations that are looking to really create engagement and belonging and this sense of what we call a transcendent purpose, although you probably would never say that to the company, but it's a way to unite people. Because if we think about, I know for me personally, if we all think about moments when we felt connection and unity, I bet for a lot of you, it was at a concert or there was music involved. It was while you were like dancing at a club or something that involved music. And so what I love about Brother James's music is it's uplifting and it's like singing my affirmations. So his name is Jeremy. I kind of go back back and forth between calling him Brother James and Jer. So Jer, really pumped to have you on the show today. I'm so grateful to be here. Yeah, this is really fun. So here's what we're gonna do. We are going to give you a musical slash conversational extravaganza and the goal of this show is to help you understand that words create worlds that conversations 
are the starting point of change and that in this particular time in history, there's never been a more important place to be inside of ourselves than clear, asking ourselves questions and pushing our own limits and our own boundaries. And that's what I really appreciate about your music, Brother James, is that it, it gets, it always gets to the core of what actually matters inside of all of us. So he's going to play three parts of, or one part of three songs. And we're going to start out, it's a very deliberate how we're laying this out too. So for the first song, Not My Mind, tell them, Jer, why we're choosing that song to be our first clip. Yeah, this song, Not My Mind, is a song about creating uh, an awareness that we have lots of thoughts a day. And if you were to Google, and don't Google if you're driving right now, it's a bad time to Google. You can ask Siri, though, how many thoughts does a human being have a day? And you'll find that it's somewhere between 35,000 and 70,000 thoughts a day. So uh, many times we identify with each and every thought, which means we are identifying with tens of thousands of thoughts a day. And that that identification kind of says, this thought is who I am. Mm. Uh, and so Not My Mind is about allowing those 35,000 to 70,000 thoughts kind of move through us and to intentionally select which thoughts serve us. And so we're not our mind. Our mind is just a processing system. And so I wrote this song to remind me, hey, I'm not every thought I have, because if I was every thought I have, I might be quite crazy. And <laughs> totally so, schizo. <laughs> totally schizo. Yeah, I'm all over the place. So which thoughts serve me? And if I can not only remind myself that I'm not my mind, but remember what to watch out for that would condition my mind to think a certain way, that could be valuable. And so this is a, um, this is a verse, the second verse. Wait, where... should we tell them about the other two songs and then oh. come back to the playing of the song? Please. Okay, so let's, let's pull the whole, we're going to show you the whole picture, then we're going to go right. back and do each part. So after we have gotten to this place of, oh, I'm not every single one of these thoughts and I can choose the thoughts that serve me and I can also choose to suspend myself and be above thought and be clear and be a channel and a vessel for the divine. Um, that's our starting point. And then where do we go from there? Great question. There, once we realize that we are not our minds and the way that you, Adair, you just laid it out is perfect, we can redirect, and one of the best ways to redirect is a question. Uh, a question that allows which thoughts of these tens of thousands of thoughts we want to choose. Like there's a lot of opportunities, so how do, we, how, do we, how do we dissect and choose which thoughts to actually let in to, to become us mm. or choose that we want to become? And so a question, a simple question can actually be the ingredient that allows us to shift our focus to what we want versus what we don't want. And one of the simplest questions is, what am I grateful for right now? Yeah. Yeah. And when, you, when we ask that question, we get a menu of options of what to be grateful for. And if you want to add a word or two to it, what am I grateful for about myself? What am I grateful for about my family? What am I grateful for about life? What am I grateful for about my husband? What am I grateful for about blank? You can, you can have so many derivatives or options of how to use that question, but the foundation is just, what am I grateful for? And all of a sudden, you'll then start to identify all the thoughts, all the options that you have that start to make up what you're grateful for. And if you ask it multiple times, you just get more ingredients, and therefore we've gone from a thought that might have been disempowering, we recognize we're not our mind, so we become aware, 
we suspend. We then redirect with a question. And in this case, it's what am I grateful for about blank? Mm, I and love that. The third part, which is really directly tied to the second part, uh, the third song is a song called Abracadabra. And I was at a, uh, a family event that I was facilitating out in the Philadelphia area. And a gentleman came up to me and said, hey, man, you know, I'm about, somehow we got into a conversation about how he was going to get a tattoo and I was going to say abracadabra. Nice. And I said, hey, what does that tattoo mean? And he said, oh, you know, one of the meanings of abracadabra is with these words I create. And I want to remind myself to use positive words all the time because if I can use positive words, I'll create a positive reality. I was like, I'm going to write a song about that. Oh, I just got chilled. That's <laughs> so cool. So I wrote a song called Abracadabra. And in this song, it's um, the chorus is, with these words I create, abracadabra. And so it's just the whole idea is just with these words, we create our worlds that we live in. So if we can suspend ourselves, remember we're not our mind, use a question that allows us to have certain thoughts that make us feel grateful, makes us feel appreciative, make us really enjoy or love or appreciate our lives. And then we can bring positive words to our conversations internally and externally through positive questions to others, through affirming the good things about others that will create a world. And that ultimately makes us kind of the game maker or the magician of our lives. And so those are the three songs we're going to do and break down. Oh, perfect. All right. Well, let's, let's get to it. So cool. if you want to jump in with your uh, first song, then we'll have a little chat about it and then we'll move to the next one. It's time to turn off. It's time to turn off. It's time to turn off the TV. No more negativity. Time to tune in to a new frequency. Say goodbye to news that be giving us the blues. Turn that dial to the one that we can use. Helping you and me to feel amazing. Put away the fear and then the pain will start fading out of our lives. Making room for the good vibes. Take a little time to let the silence realign my mind, my soul. Close my eyes, say goodbye to the old. Today is a new day, another day to play. It's time to step into the realm. Yo, it's time to create. The choice is mine, choice is yours. Open up, break down the doors. Voice inside might be telling lies. Had enough, now I decide. A woe, a woe, woe, I'm not my mind. A woe, a woe. Side. Awesome. It's one of my favorites. I'm over here jamming. I know you can't see me on the show, but if you're watching the video, you can kind of see me bopping my head because I always have to dance when I hear Brother James. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So as you were as you were singing that, it was really great because I started to hear the song from a different level. And I've heard that song a lot of different times. And I have to say one thing that really stood out to me and something I've been contemplating during these times that we're in right now is the news. Oh yeah. And how much do we want to be aware and knowing what's going on? And I've, I've heard before, there's a difference between being informed and being inundated. And I had this aha, this moment that I want to share with you, this aha moment this morning that I want to share with you and I want to get your take on it. And the, the take was, I was walking with a friend and she was like, oh, so what about the news? And I don't watch the news. And I was saying, I don't really watch it either. And 
she was sharing something she saw on the news and she was like, but I, I immediately questioned if that was actually what was happening. And I was like, yeah, you know, if you think about it, we know, we don't know what's true anymore. And there's always a level of bias, no matter what, because there is no such thing as objective reality. So every newscaster, every cameraman has a perspective that overlays whatever the information is. And so, yeah, we may all be, you know, ticked off because we're like, oh, the news, they're telling lies and we don't know, but it's like, it's really not their, it's not their fault. It's just their, it's their lens that gets put on the story. So I'd love to hear your take on that from, and how that connects back to your Not My Mind song. Absolutely. Well, the first line, so that the first line of that second verse is the Turn off the TV, no more negativity, it's time to tune in into a new frequency. Say goodbye to news that be giving us the blues. Turn that dial to the one that we can use. So it's a risk. The news is a risk. Yeah. If we're going to spend time getting informed, there are ways to get informed around what we are as human beings and what will bring the best out in us. That if we use that same time of trying to get informed with all the problems and what's broken and what's missing in the world, and instead we use that time to fill ourselves up with what it is that the world needs more of, which is intelligence, compassion, uh, love. If we spend the time focusing on building those feelings, that's what we'll become more of and the world will naturally get better in the process. Mm. So that's why it's turn off the TV, no more negativity, time to tune into a new frequency and choosing the channel that you want to select. And part of this this song just like the um just like you said about the news where it comes on and you almost feel compelled that you want to listen to it yeah but if you can scroll through the channels of your mind and look for what is it that would help the world to what is it that i really want because if you're watching the news one of the things you're probably thinking about is i really do want to be hopeful that the world is going in a good direction and what it's going to take for the world to go in a good direction is all of us individually filling ourselves up um, and helping our, and making our and making time for ourselves to get stronger. So I think a big decision we have to make is how much time do we spend with the news and how, how do we balance that out with how we spend time empowering ourselves? Mm, yeah. And I talk about that all the time in, in my work, in my one-on-one coaching work, and then also in facilitating groups is it's whatever is happening inside of me is what's going to show up outside of me. It's how I'm going to impact others. It's how I'm going to influence others. And so one thing I've talked about a lot, um, you know, over the last couple of episodes is this idea of, you know, feeling depleted and then trying to give from that place. So how do we fill ourselves up and not get stuck in guilt or shame, which happens a lot, you know, in these times around the protests and like, oh, I could be doing more. I should be doing more. And yes, I may choose that. And if I am not really conscious and aware of my own energy and filling my own vessel, and that's being present and opening up, opening up the channel to the divine and then giving from the overflow and taking action from the overflow, then I actually sink into um, my lower thinking brain and, my, and the past. And we don't want to recreate the past right now. We want to start with a clean, clean slate and, and then move out into a brand new future. Yes. And I think just because we're in these sensitive times that there's, there's also an acknowledgement of, of what is happening, which is there's massive inequality across the yes. whole entire world right now. Yes. And it's being magnified in our country yes. for justifiable 
and really important yes. and relevant reasons. And if we get angry, we will get more anger. Yeah. What we focus on expands, what we study, we become. And so I think right now, in some ways, when we watch the news, it's really easy to get angry. And it's that's not what the world needs more of. Mm. Yes, we need change. Yeah. But how does change happen? If we want change, we've got to study change. We, we've got to study what it means to evolve and to treat each other better. And Adara, you and I are so fortunate to be in the middle of a methodology that has scientific kind of proven methods that allow the best in humans at an individual and system level to come forward. So mm. it's interesting to also have a lens of what it is that we need and to be able to, to provide it in some way and then see the news and go, oh my gosh, this is taking us literally in the opposite direction. And there's mm. tens of millions of people watching this. Like, how do we offset this? Oh, yeah. So. I love the word offset. And that is something I think about I've been thinking about a lot recently of like, I feel this real pull and calling to just continue to like open up and expand my own energy, knowing that that lifts everyone else. That if I'm getting pulled into the shame or the guilt or um, any of those lower frequency emotions of like, oh, I didn't do enough and this is, uh, that's just as bad as the anger because it keeps you in a tailspin. And so with exchange, the methodology that we use to facilitate, we're always thinking about regeneration and generative questions. And that's our next step is once we have aligned and gotten ourselves, okay, I'm not my mind. I don't have to cling to these thoughts. I can let the feelings come and go. I can see anger and I can shine a light on anger and I can say, oh, anger, there you are okay, I'm going to release you some way, shape or form, whatever that might look like for you. Um, and then I'm going to, then I'm going to see what happens next, see what vibration comes up after that. And it's like this constant um, alchemy. And from the place of uh, emptying out in presence, then we ask a generative question. So you want to play our generative question song? A generative question song on today's episode is going to be a song called Grateful. <laughs> And I'm going to do the first verse because it kind of sums up where we are right now and what we just talked about. Mm. There came a time in my life when I knew I had to try and open up my eyes. It seems so simple to me. Why such a struggle to be? My own insecurities creeping up on me. No more time in today. Sun is fading away. And I'm left feeling cray cray. Well, I need to make a change. It's time to rearrange. Late night in bed, I lay. Why does it seem so strange to concentrate on what's great and sustain this feeling? Give it meaning. It is healing with one simple question. And what am I grateful for? I think about the little things. And what am I grateful for? So many simple things. Yeah. And, you know, 
going back to that question, what am I grateful for? Because I think right now one thing we don't want to do is make it sound in any way like we don't want to pay attention to what it is that is destructive that's happening right now in our country and the refle reflecting upon the past. But if we reflect mm. on the past, what if we were to ask a question of what am I grateful for about the way that I've seen people work together in the past? So we're going back to the past and not saying, how did we get here and all become disconnected from each other and violent with each other? And how did we get how did we get here and become a destructive community of human beings? Like that's a poor question to go study. Yeah. We say, hey, what's a time I'm grateful for or can appreciate or was inspired by that we can look at in the past where people came together and unity happened and real change happened. And let's study that and find the details and find the sequences and find the conversations. If we do that, we become smarter at how to do it again. Hmm. And so what am I grateful for is just one of a trillion questions we could come up with that would guide us to information that scientifically would be helpful as we move forward wanting to be more connected, more sustainable, more fulfilled, and have more meaning as individuals and as a human system at large. Mm, yeah, that's huge. And I'm, and I'm thinking about different levels of appreciation because there's a, there's a gratitude of settling that can happen as well and complacency, which I think is what you were touching on. And it's like, oh, I'm so grateful. Like everything's fine. Everything looks fine. But then like when you really sit with it, you're like, yeah, but there's something in this. There's something stirring. There's something off. There's something. And so we're not talking about layering gratitude on the, the, the things that feel incongruent and misaligned. It's more, you got to shine a light there and you got to say, yes, we are off as a country, as a world. There are massive opportunities to um, shift the way that we've been thinking about people of color and so much improvement that can be made in that area. So we're not just sprinkling the positivity or the gratitude on top of that. We're shining the light and we're seeing it and we're really looking at it. And then what, what you said, Jer, I love is we're asking questions about, yeah, and like in the midst of all of that, there were times in the past where we came together and we did have a sense of unity. We did have a sense of equality. What were those times? How can we look at those? And so the work that we do is about looking at the best of what was, is, and will be in the future. And when I think about other questions to ask, you know, what am I grateful for is, um, is an amazing question to reflect on, but there's lots of other good questions too. So I love asking the question, what else is possible here? You know, I was talking to a friend this, this morning, the same one I was walking with, and she was telling me about this coaching client she has, and she's like, and he thinks this is going to happen, and then this is where he's a restaurant owner, and he's going to do this, and he's got to do it, it, just this whole progression of his story. And I was like, that is one of any infinite number of possibilities of what could actually happen. Yet, by focusing on that, just what you said before, like that's what, where the energy goes, that's where the flow goes. So what are some other generative questions that you like to ask yourself? I love that. Well, I want to just hit on the gratitude one. What's fascinating about what am I grateful for is it's potentially the most studied question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what's fascinating about gratitude is it's, it's maybe one of the simplest questions, which is probably why it's so easy to study. 
Um, but there are so many uh, universities and institutions that have studied what happens when a person focuses on what they're grateful for and writes down three to five things a day that mm -hmm. they're grateful for. Well, the return on that investment is very high. Yes. From a scientific research perspective. And I can't spout it all off, but it's it's more feeling of fulfillment and purpose. It's longer life. It's better mm -hmm. relationships. It's more money. It's better health. It's it's essentially a greater um, sense of spirituality or connection to creator. Everything improves when we focus on what we're grateful for. And, and it's interesting because different items inside of each of those categories I just said around relationships and fulfillment and finances, you would naturally, if you were challenging yourself every day to write something new that you're grateful for, mm -hmm. you'd eventually have things you're grateful for in every category of life. And so therefore, naturally, you'd be pulled towards those. And so the, the gratitude question is a fascinating one because, and listen, I was not a daddy, data person for a long time in my life, but I realized around the age of about 31, 32, that I would no longer be relevant. I would be really susceptible if I didn't start understanding at least a little bit about data, how to handle numbers, how to look at certain types of metrics that could, and I'm no wizard by any means, but I do enough of it to go, oh, the return on investment of this is a pretty good return on investment. And to write three to five things down a day that we're grateful for is like an investment of three minutes. Mm -hmm. And so what I wanted to point back to, though, is the, the five-minute journal. The five-minute journal is one of the best. Do you have like a cart thing that you link to your podcast where like you're connected and they can buy something? Oh, like an affiliate thing? No, but yeah. we can definitely put a link to it. I'm oh, totally open to that. Yeah, yeah. I think the five-minute journal is like such an incredible tool. And UJ, who created it, like four years ago, he was at a Best Year Ever Blueprint, and he was talking about the practice of gratitude is not just about writing it down and stacking the gratitude. It's about every time you write it down, at least giving a few seconds to feel yeah. the gratitude inside of your heart as you intellectually capture the item that you're grateful for in your mm. life. And that that is the true practice of gratitude. And that would only enhance the studies because I didn't see that in the instructions for, mm -hmm. um, for mm -hmm. the study. So, um, and then, so the next song is about what happens when we start to ask questions that are generative. Oh, you asked me, what are the questions I ask myself? The number one question I ask myself yeah, tell most us. often is, what am I learning right now? About oh, I love that. And about like this, this particular situation. And I'll tell you that has come in so handy um, the other one that I use, especially when I'm around people that somehow are getting under my skin in some way where I'm, my mind is starting to run rampant of like, oh, I don't like this. I'm uncomfortable. I don't like this conversation. I might say, what do I love about this person? And what do I love about what they're saying that's teaching me something that I could be that could be useful? Mm. And so I like will will use these questions to to suspend my reactionary kind of personality. And yeah. And like create a question that redirects my focus on what's really happening and there's a lot of things we could focus on in any given moment mm. there's thousands of ways we could focus i could say what do i love most about this studio i'm in what do i like most about this microphone what do i feel when i'm holding this guitar what color is my favorite color in here it's all has to do with here inside of one 12 by 12 place but if I, I can ask infinite numbers of questions that would pull out the details of every square inch of this place and every moment is like that. Mm. So 
what can I learn right now? What do I love most about this person? Um, another one is what will I appreciate right now that will sometime in my life be gone? Mm. Um, and I do that a lot with my mom and dad. To oh. where I, I do an extra layer of questioning inside of my mind silently to notice or what do I want to notice about them right now that I know someday I'll miss oh, the way they that's... chew or the way mm -hmm. they work and it brings it all it brings sadness we might want to step away because in that same moment we have to realize that uh, we're not immortal yeah and that we will pass away and yet if all we have is this moment why not appreciate that thing that will once be gone before I'm so sad that it's gone and I didn't appreciate it. Yeah, because most of the time we do the opposite. We're like, what are the things about my parents that are driving me nuts? That, that one thing drives me crazy, or they always do that, or they've done that since I was a kid. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah, so, and then once we, we use this redirection of questions, we can become, become present and, and, and become ultra aware of what's happening right in front of us and what our reality is. Um, what our options are now. If I say, what am I grateful for? That's a broad question. Then that's really a spectrum. I can be like, what am I grateful for? And there's so many things. Oh, these lights. Mm. I'm grateful for the birds. Grateful for a dare. Grateful for technology. Mm. What am I grateful for about this guitar? You know, it just gets real specific. So once you redirect, you can go into this, um, you usually go into a positive mindset or a mm. generative mindset or a life-giving mm -hmm. mindset. Mm -hmm. And then the conversations you can start to have with people can bring those words of appreciation, those positive words, uh, the words that are life-giving into our either internal conversation and external conversation. So I wrote this song called Abracadabra that just is a whole bunch of words put together mm -hmm. that would make me feel good every time I ever sung it, sung it and that it reminded me that with these words we create. All right, let's hear it. I'm feeling good inside. I really love my life I'm putting out these good vibes every single day I'm like a shining ray I love to celebrate Even on a rainy day I wear sunshine up on my face Hello, my friends from another Let go, search for the good I know that we've got each other it's so remarkably true whenever well, I feel low I look inside and grow My words they help me know Just who I am With these words I create Abracadabra laugh Are you ready to play? La 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 let's make today a great day with the words that we say words like abracadabra yeah that's an awesome one. Oh, it's so great well you know what came up for me in that song that i thought was really uh interesting so when we when we enrolled everybody in what this episode was going to be about. And we talked about, you know, it's, you got a, the suspension and then the inquiry. So getting really present, asking those generative questions, and then it's, you know, creating what we choose and that whole idea of like desire and vision, all, all of those things. And it's easy to think, oh, that's a linear process. However, each one leads us to the other one. It's yes. like, and it's not even a circle. It's like a spiral. 
And I'm just fascinated by that as we think about like, oh, you know, we love to think that things are so like A to B to C, yet they're all like really relevant and really interconnected. So that's kind of what came to mind as you were singing that song. I love that. I think that's such a wonderful observation. I've never thought about it that way. And I think it's really, really, really brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So this whole idea of like, when I think of abracadabra, I think of the word desire. Like, what are my desires? What are the things that I choose for my life? And, you know, at different moments and different points of our life, we've identified things that we're like, ooh, we like feel this like little ping of energy towards. And we're like, oh, I want that, you know, and I've got my vision board sitting over here beside me. And with things that, and, and situations and experiences that I like want to create for myself and my life and the desire. And that desire is like a, it's like a fuel for us. And, um, and it's interesting because this whole idea of fuel, I just heard somebody say in a program I was listening to that, uh, it's not great full, it's great fuel that the gratitude fuels it. And so again, that's kind of like that idea of like, we're all, it's all like interconnected. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. That's what came up for me. I don't really know if there's a question there or what, but I would love to hear your reflection on that. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I love the reflection on, on a couple of things. One is great fuel, right? Great fuel. And one of the ways that we can deliver fuel energy to the world is through our words. Mm. And so if we become mindful, aware, observe, what are we saying? And what, what might the frequency be, positive or negative, of these words that I'm using? What might they be? Like, does this feel like a word that's heavy and kind of dark and kind of negative? Or does it feel like a word that is light and life-giving and um, playful and uh, connected or compassionate or loving? And if we can pay attention to each word and then the way the words fit together we can literally create realities with our words. Mm. And, and again, it kind of goes back to whatever question we ask ourselves silently or out loud is gonna determine what words get used. So underneath every question is actually a next level, which is, well, what are the words that might be said if I answer this? Mm. And from there, if you go, there's a book called Words Create Worlds, I can't mm -hmm. remember the author's name right now. It talks about the difference between one word can actually mm. lead to someone enjoying their work or actually really um, not liking their work. Yeah, dreading it even. Dreading it. Yeah. I was looking for a D word. Yes, <laughs> dreading it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's fascinating to think about all this stuff and how right now as, to go back to the beginning of our conversation of just, if we want to elevate humankind and come together if this pattern this spiral of becoming aware being an observer or suspending ourselves from being reactionary and redirecting with a question and then having some words that are generative to provide and give to the world to those we love most to those we want to pick up to those to the we have a recipe for mm. inclusion for fulfillment for meaningful relationships for accomplishment and so it's exciting to be able to lay something out that actually has some relevance to being able to make some change. Yeah. You know, and yeah. the last thing I'll say is the opposite is what we're drawn to, yes. which is let's point out the problem. Let's point out what's broken. Let's complain about it. 
let's ask poor questions of each other hey what do you think of what do you think of the of the economy what do you think of of what's going on in our country well there's not anything that's necessarily positive that's happening that's being portrayed to us unless you go look at many media sources which is a whole workload in itself mm. yeah. to try and figure out what's really happening so those questions they have an ability to generate a certain type of ant like again what's going on what do you think of this can you believe this person did this gosh i can't believe this happened mm. why do people do this like all those questions or inquiries they really lead to one type of conversation and when we study that conversation and the words that'll be created out of it it's not good for getting what it is we want it's really good at getting more of what we don't want yeah yeah absolutely and that's we talk about that a lot in our in our work with exchange is if we focus on the deficit and we focus on the problem and trying to fix the problem then we only get to a place of like status quo or neutrality or whatever it might be. If we want excellence and if we want something that's totally opposite of what we're experiencing right now, then we have to ask a different question. And I love what you said around, I never had thought about it that way that, you know, I, I cause I say the, I say questions are fateful. The questions we ask determine our outcomes, but I never thought of it in terms of the question we ask, questions we ask determine the words that are said. Yeah. And then that's really what sets um, sets the domino off. And if you go back to how all this is connected, another connection point is when we go into those words that create the worlds of deficit and problem and uh, constricted energy and contraction and racism and inequality and injustice and all that shit, our, our, we literally pull our brains down to a place that it's nearly impossible to get to presence and suspension. And you weren't on the call yesterday with Dr. Danny Friedland, but he's going to be on my show in the, in the next couple of weeks. But oh, wow. he talked a lot about this idea of how we get in this downward spiral that a lot of times starts with asking crappy questions and coming up with those words that don't serve us. And then we get into that place of reactivity and that's where the anger and um, the stress and the illness and the dis-ease is originating. And he told a story about how he fell into a depression and he couldn't stop asking himself, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And then he had a moment of Satori, as it's called, this like moment of like everything enlightening and opening up, like randomly, I think he was either getting in bed or making, putting his son to bed, I think is what he said. And, and his question changed to what would it take for me to get home, to go home? He had this question of going home. Oh, and the going goodness. home is going back to presence and going back to suspension. And he said in that moment, it was like I got whipped up into source of like, oh, and so he didn't fall into the depression as he had earlier in his life. Oh, it's that is a beautiful story. Yeah. So it, I, can, it, I can only imagine the way he told it. Oh, so, uh, listeners, when wait for that one. Dr. Danny Friedland on the Morning Light Show. That's the one you're going to want to push play on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what we're talking about today is, like you said, it's a, it's a real formula for living, not just living through these times, but thriving in these mm -hmm. times. And, you know, 
being a light, not to ignore what's happening under the surface, but to be able to transmute it and transform it. And it's been like, this has been so amazing to have you on brother James. I want to give you, I want to give you the last word, but before I do that, I want to give you just massive props and acknowledgement and love for being someone who's so generative in my life. And I only met you like a year ago, a little over a year ago. And your music touched me deeply. I love to dance. Um, so I love being able to just bop to your brother James tunes, which by the way, you can get, everybody can access on Spotify, which I highly recommend. They're great dance party songs and just the way that you show up in the world, the work that you do. And I've really enjoyed us, uh, co-creating together, um, working with groups together. And I'm really grateful for that and for what's to come. Yeah. Ditto. Uh, i I could say all those same things. Um, just the, the way that you're generative, the genera- the generosity that you have and the way that you share um, the things that are working, uh, that you share your, like, your amazing spirit and spunk and, like, and playfulness and the way that you, uh, as I complimented you before the, the show, before we hit record, just the way that you balance being a great mom and showing up for your family and being like, nope, I got a hard stop. I'm going like, there's lots of people who they they let the time go and try and make up for it later. And you've just been so intentional about all of your scheduling of taking care of your family and making sure that you're also serving this community in a time of need. So thank, thank you, you for who you, are, who you are. And the last thing I'll say is, and this might be heavy, the the formula that we're laying out i read it in a book that was not about being the light or being fulfilled it was about survival Mm. as a species Mm. and when we look at what's going on in the world right now we are repeating history over and over and over again and if we look at and yes there are power struggles and there's corruption there's all sorts of things we could get into but we also know that when systems collapse people rise and if we can rise up and learn how to suspend ourselves from being reactionary and ask generative questions that bring us together, people can rise up to where the people become the ones who mm. create the systems. But we can only do it if we come together and we don't, we don't stay so divided. And we're divided because we're reactionary. We're conditioned to be that way. I don't believe it's an accident. Um, but we're conditioned to not be at our best. And so we have to stand up and rise up, not only for the ability for us to live a fulfilling life, but if you've got kids, grandkids, this is a time to to rise up and continue to learn and grow about what we need in the world from human beings in order for us to survive 50, 100 years down the road. So those are my last thoughts. Oh, thank you for that. Well, listeners, we're sending you lots of love. And when you get in those moments where you feel all the feels that might not be comfortable inside of yourself, just remembering that you have a choice and remembering that you can choose presence and inquiry and that your words literally create your reality will bring you back to a place of your original knowingness, which is your place of power. So sending you lots of love and lots of peace and well wishes out into the world. And thank you again, Brother James, for being with us today. You're welcome. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.
for this episode of The Morning Light Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and share with your loved ones. And for more insights and inspiration, check out my website at firstleadyou.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next time.